the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Oh, I would kill to go back in time to one week ago because Monday and Tuesday... Well, Tuesday and Wednesday have not been good to the stock market. Does that stress to me? Not really. But last week it was stress-free. I could talk about McDonald's selling a PLT, a plant lettuce and tomato burger, without the meat. (laughs) Um, They're doing a test of, I think, 28 or 30 Canadian McDonald's. I don't know why Canada gets the wonderful test. But obviously, if it goes well, and we've seen products go well that get rolled out on a big time. We saw the Impossible Burger with Burger King, the Impossible Whopper. We saw that test marketed in two states or something like that, 20, 30 stores, and then it rolled out to more, and then it rolled out to the nation. And the valuation of Impossible goes through the roof when that happens. And so beyond me, you could kind of see... If they get a deal with McDonald's, hold a mackerel. Watch out. Now, how long will McDonald's be loyal to them? It depends on quality taste. 84 days till Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. 84 days. Please, focus on the economy. Oh, no, don't focus on the economy because economic indicators have started to turn negative. And thus, the market's struggling. Focus on the president right now. Focus on the president. He said something funny yesterday. He didn't say something funny yesterday, but a book excerpt, a book excerpt coming out. Um, talks about his uh, basically his month of March with immigration issues in the United States. The United States. The United States. His dentures were slipping that day. But um, there's a new book coming out called Border Wars. Inside Trump's Assault on Immigration. And in it, uh, he seemed a little out of touch when he talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators, prompting aides to seek a cost testament. There's something I love about the idea of a fence with alligators. This is a fine-tuned machine. I'm going to do it at my own home. Test it out, you know? Tell the mailman, be careful, there's alligators down there. He also wanted spikes on top of the wall that could pierce human flesh. I wish I could make this up, because it's pretty darn entertaining. It's so non-presidential that it's, it's maybe presidential because it's so non-presidential, if you follow my drift. Anyhow, that's out there. So will our president still be in power? What's going to happen to our economy? What's going to happen to his agenda? A lot of that's been questioned recently. And then you get the manufacturing data that showed a contraction for a second straight month. If that continues to happen, there will be more data about employees not getting full-time, cutting hours, cutting hours, they're not paying their car bills, the car bills are going higher, they're falling behind on the car bills, they fall behind on their mortgage payment. Things can snowball. Whoa. Oh. 
So Putin's coming out, and he's, uh, Vladimir Putin is coming out, and he says, I see nothing compromising between the transcript of Ukraine leaders and Donald Trump. I don't think Congress wants your opinion. Call me crazy, but I don't think they're, they find that entertaining. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hmm. Trump's tax audits, no. I won't do it. I can't do it. Uh, Lennar had a good quarter. A home builder had a good quarter. It's trading higher. But nothing else is really going all that well for the market today. Uh, I'm not upset by that. Hopefully you're not upset by that. Stocks have sold off amid continued concerns about growth and valuations. So, relative weakness in cyclical sectors. Treasury yields have pushed lower. Gold futures have increased in price. Oil prices struggle to find a bottom. There's nothing positive to say when you see that much red. And you see like gold turn higher. There's, it's, it's a fearful market right now. And part of it's the timing. Uh, you could see that there's also some pretty big events going on. Charles Schwab yesterday said, we're going to do free transactions on stock trades. How do you make money free? That's not capitalism. Well, they're going to make money by not losing accounts and offering more services. That's how they want to do it. So TD Ameritrade said today, we'll do the same thing. That's a pretty big thing going on in the market. The airline stocks are getting hit, telling us maybe maybe they know something. Then you see a big name like uh, Boeing taking it pretty tough today on maybe a, a engineer filing an ethics complaint with a, within the company months before the crash has ever happened. But I'm not seeing anything good. Apple had a big run-up over the last two days, giving some of that back. Uh, two days ago, we were talking about 5G. Today, we're talking about, gee whiz, the economy slowing down. Uh, Sam Adams, maybe a beer stock would do good. You got to drink our way out of like a, a tough market. Nope. Beyond Meat, they, they got that test going at McDonald's. Is that winner? Nope. Uber, strangely, slightly higher, but they're still losing a lot of money. My producer asked me a smart question during the break. He said, you know, if a recession happens, because as long as he's known the show, he hasn't known a recession. And probably before that, he was probably living the life of a teenager and, you know, a young man, not really thinking about recessions, probably thinking more about career. But a company like an Uber or Lyft, who are losing money, those stocks can get hit 40 to 50% in a recession. They can get hit hard. I'm not saying they will. But companies that aren't losing money, suddenly you go, you know what, I I think I'm going to put my investments with companies that have money and are buying back stocks or companies that have money. Not that need money. So companies like Tesla, that has a bright future on some level, even though they're not making money, they can get punished in a down market. Typically, bear markets, markets that go down 20%. And this is it's, it's brutal because when I say typically, a lot of this data was founded before the internet and things move fast. But typically, a bear market is slow, it's boring, it's a grind, it's two steps forward, three steps back, it's one step forward, two steps back. It is a grind. It's not usually a whoosh. 
But in this day and age of internet and, and financial media coverage, maybe it moves faster. 10-year Treasury sits at 1.59%. It's a fear indicator. The VIX is picked up. That's a fear indicator. The volatility, the VIX, the volatility, the VIX, uh, volatility indicator is called VIX. Uh, the 10-year Treasury is, we know the United States government pays its debt. And instead of being an Uber, I'm going to sell that. I'm going to put my money into the 10-year Treasury because I know I can get that back later. So the gold tends to do well, even though it's tough to explain why, because a lot of people aren't using gold as a currency. And if the economy goes really, really bad, you're going to be better off invested in a shotgun and into alligators to protect your property than into gold. But I digress. Um, Gold is pretty, but I don't see the financial point in it anymore. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Rough two days to start the quarter. Strap in. It's October. It's Rocktober. Uh, Maybe we need to go to Oktoberfest this weekend and drink our fears away. Liquid courage, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. A lot going on. Markets are very dramatic. I know you count on me to talk when uh, you have three days like we've had. Dow drops after disappointing services economy reading. Three-day total now. 1,100 points. At this point, Pace will be at zero in 75 days. You with me? <laughs> All right. So, no bueno. Services reading shows economy is weaker than expected amid slowdown. Uh, I like Credit Suisse refers to what's going on as a semi-recession. Services are a big part of our economy, and it was a weaker than expected number. It's not contracting yet, but... It is looking no good. It's looking like we have a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point in time. Optimism about the economy is falling to a three-year low when you talk to people. And that sometimes breeds its own little thing. Like you may go home today and say, well, honey, our stocks aren't doing that good. Um, Maybe we should cut down on vacations. Maybe we should cut down on Christmas. Maybe we should cut down on something. Now, you still probably have a job. I think. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Bank of America saying that a make or break quarter is in stock for Netflix. Netflix is suddenly a hated company. Um, I throw that out there for you. It's not having a good year. We knew that competing services were coming in. And sure enough, they came in. Um, But people are a little bit freaked out by it. So, 
uh, Bank of America saying make or break quarter. I don't know about that. I will say that with competition from Disney and Apple, it would be a lot more interesting if someone like Apple were to buy CBS. And then I'd go, Netflix is in trouble. Netflix subscriber growth, which fell short of the company's guidance in the prior quarter, has never missed the target two quarters in a row. But they have a new CFO, and we don't know his job at for- how good he is at forecasting. So that's going to be a big one. We're heading into earnings season, just FYI. And I think that's uh, uh, something that Wall Street's very, very interested in. More cautious tone from Bank of America on Netflix comes on the heels of a tough summer. I've never... I don't want to beat up Netflix too much. I don't. I just want to say that... um, How do I say this? It's very dramatic right now. It's very Civil War-esque. Dow's down 200. It was down 300. The services index is interesting. Uh, The response that I'm seeing, NASDAQ down. uh, So everything's down basically six-tenths of 1%. Do you remember the uh, Santa Claus rally that we're kind of betting on in the second half this year? And last year didn't really materialize. Shopping was down last year. What's interesting to note is holiday sales are expected to rise as much as 4.2% this year. If that doesn't materialize, we are looking at a recession, clearly. Expectations for sales growth of about $730 billion. Last year, we pulled in about $707 billion. Isn't that crazy? It's a big number. Now, our economy is in a... And I, I like... It's not my term. I like the term semi-recession. It feels like that. It feels like the data is lining up to push us there. But we keep falling back on, well, we have jobs. Retailers are expected to benefit during the holiday period, which typically generates a majority of their annual sales and profit. You have near record low unemployment and steady wage growth, spurring spending. Macy said it's going to employ 80,000 seasonal workers. That's crazy. Target plans to hire 130,000 store employees, 10,000 more than 2018. I guess I have a question for myself. Would I take a job at Target if I was going to spend big on the holiday seasons and maybe get a part and uh, get a discount? Oof. I don't know. I've done retail before and it's no fun. I think the least fun job is uh, being a waiter. Never. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. But it is not for everyone. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So expectations on a better Christmas. We have expectations on, on fourth quarter earnings. This is a market that's looking ahead. And it's trying to find something to latch onto. And right now it's just not doing a good job of latching. Not saying that it can't. But this is a tough time. Um, and there's a lot of buzz going around. McDonald's reveals its first seasonal drink since 2013. 
I'm not a seasonal drink kind of guy. But I guess if it drives traffic, it drives traffic, right? They're going to do a cinnamon cookie latte. <laughs> Where's the pumpkin? Ba-da-ba-ba-bop. I'm loving it. Doing my own sound effects again. So, uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So the services economy is slipping. It's a reading that came out right at 7 Pacific time. And it came in on the low end. Now, we went from down almost nothing to down 300. So and that put us down 1,100 for three days. October is like red October. Uh, Sean Connery. Financial sector, one of the biggest losers. Tech-related stocks such as Netflix and Amazon fell 4% and 1.4%. Apple lost 1.6%. Just on this, this services data, gold jumped. 10-year treasury fell to 1.52%. Typically, right around here, I'd say call your mortgage lender and get a refi if you haven't done one in the last 5, 10 years. For it to fall even further, it may not translate into lower 30-year, 15-year five-year rates for you. So I want to be a waiter, per se. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'd be interested in, to see how you're feeling about this. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Talking about the markets... It's pretty easy to talk about markets at this point in time. We've had a great 10-year run. In no way, shape, or form am I saying things are over. Do you remember the end of the movie Animal House? Good time for my producer to be clicking on his keyboards. Where John Belushi gives the speech, it's over. And then he just jumps in and goes, nothing is over till we say it is over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And his buddy goes... Germans. Hell no, and it ain't over now. Um, Ten-year run on the stock market may be over. And here's the thing, I don't care. Nor should you. And when I say I don't care, I'm not being a jerk. I'm not being apathetic. I'm not being uh, mean. I'm not doing anything like that. What I'm trying to do is say, uh, this is a normal and healthy thing. We're not in a recession yet. You're going to hear a lot of bluster from Trump. A lot. Pretty normal, in my opinion, for finger-pointing to start coming around. Maybe we go into recession, maybe we don't. Uh, It's a little tough to say for sure. And that's not, like, hedging. That's just saying, like, it's pretty normal. And a lot of people thought when Trump got into office, we were going straight to a recession. Then it happened that way. Was it the tax cut that helped? I don't know. 
The Hunt for Red October was a great Tom Clancy book. Great book. One thing that my father didn't, I don't, I'd have to sit down and think about this. My father loved those spy books. The Tom Clancy kind of things. I think being a military man, it kind of came with the territory. So, this is a red October. And this isn't the Russians we're hunting down at this point in time. It's a bad first two, maybe three sessions on the market. We're now in a damnable situation. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. When the Federal Reserve meets later this month. If they lower interest rates, they're kind of admitting that, yeah, the economy has slipped further than they thought. Their job is to fight inflation. There's not a lot of it. Depends on who you are, though, right? If you're a senior citizen going to the doctor, you're like, damn, there's a lot of inflation. If you're a young buck, um, your TVs are getting smaller, cheaper, faster. Depends on what you're consuming. So bloodletting the past two sessions is leading into bloodletting this session. All sectors. Consumer spending accounts for roughly 70% of the GDP, and if the consumer's pulling back, the fortunes of the global economy aren't going to improve anytime soon. History will tell us what happened. Was it the 10 to 25% tariffs that the United States announced on the European Union? Wait, 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 what? I thought we were doing tariffs with China. Oh, now we're doing them with uh, European Union as well. Tied towards um, only about $7.5 billion of goods. But targeting specifically aircraft. And there's a big company called Airbus, which is the European Union's, and this predates the European Union, it's Europe's fight back against Boeing's dominance. And like, why are you making all that money on aircraft and we're not making any? And the French go, we cannot make a whole airplane, but we can do the wings. And the Germans go, we cannot make, or what's a German accent? We cannot do an airplane, but we can do the, the cabin. So all the different, Gesundheit, um, all the different Germ, all the different European countries kind of got together and said, well, if you do the wings, we'll do the engine. And if you do the engine, we'll do the cockpit. If you do the cockpit, we'll do the software. And they all kind of traded it and became part of the European Union. And again, I shouldn't say European Union. This is pre-European Union. But our government's going after them because ultimately, I don't know if it's, uh, hey, look that way. There's no impeachment talks going on here. But maybe. There was also a WTO ruling on the EU, European Union, providing subsidies to aircraft manufacturer Airbus. There is no doubt. And again, it, it's, it's not as if we don't give tax cuts to our companies. But that's turning it into an issue. And that would be positive in theory for Boeing. I don't know. It looks like Boeing's not going to get that jet back in the air until early February, March. But they are starting to talk about things like training pilots when we return to service. Retraining of pilots. Pepsi's up. Remember the Coca-Cola ad I'd like to buy the world a Coke? Um, it was a play on, I'd like to, you know, teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Uh, soda, fizzy water. Doing okay. Pepsi also does like Doritos. 
Not going to go out of business. Probably not in our lifetime unless it turns out sodas cause cancer. Wait, wait. Sodas cause diabetes? Probably probably not going to go out of business because people... There you go. There's a little Coke and Pepsi. Consumer goods. They've lived through numerous recessions. I'm not saying go buy it. I kind of wish I owned some Pepsi or some Coke. I don't. I do in indexes probably, right? Tesla's down almost 5% after reporting record third quarter deliveries that fell short of expectations. Um, a lot of people worry that Netflix is going to become the next Tesla. It's kind of interesting, right? If you look at the car industry, you see that it's littered with companies that have gone completely out of business, bankrupt. Aston Martin's been bankrupt seven times, more than Trump. <laughs> I'm not a Trump basher. I didn't like Trump before he became president. I always thought people um, who idolized him, and I, I once was dating a girl, a young lady, and uh, she had Trump's book on her bookshelf. I'm like, that's a deal breaker, right? Constellation Brands is in the news. They're a big play on marijuana. Well, they're actually a big play on uh, beer. But they have bought into the marijuana industry with canopy growth. The problem is there's no profits in the marijuana industry. There's a lot moving on, but it's also tough to become a, a manager at Constellation Brands and go, okay, wait, wait. Let's roll out a national marijuana drink, CBD. It's going to cause people to chill. We're going to call it the Chillaxer. Oh, wait, wait. We can't sell that in Massachusetts because they've got marijuana laws. They have CBD oil, which doesn't give you the high, per se, or the hallucinatory side effects. So Constellation Brands is a little bit of a mess, but they still have that bet, but it's not paying off. And they probably overpaid. But that's your play on marijuana if you want to play on marijuana, because you also get to play on beer. Modelo Especial is the hottest beer going right now. General Motors down today as the UAW strike wears on. You know what's what's interesting about GM is I just don't care. It's almost if it's, it, it was a leftover stock from my daddy's era. Daddy, tell me about the stock market. Well, son, you should take a look at General Motors. It's a good American steel car company that does their job well. And it's just, I don't know, my generation, and this is horrible for me to say. I dated a girl who lived in Pennsylvania, like the bluest part of Pennsylvania, like blue collar, real hardcore, uh, close to some assembly factories for cars. And it was funny because if you went to like a movie theater, you did not see one Toyota. You did not see one Honda in the parking lot. Again, Californians, we get kind of jaded. We're afraid to travel east of the, the Rockies. Uh, we won't, well, I won't say we won't go west of Hawaii because I know many people get Asia, but we're pretty kind of embedded in, uh, you know, what we do and don't do. I can't even imagine buying a GM vehicle. Like, it doesn't even come across my head, think GM. Maybe a Ford truck because they get such strong reviews for not just toughness, but like not breaking down. But it, I don't get GM. That, 
my dad would die if he knew that. He'd be like, you bought a... My dad fought in Vietnam, and um, it's probably safe to say that, you know, World War II was still fresh in his head, in his you know, generation's head. And, you know, the Japanese imperialism and their march through Asia. Uh, my dad would probably be pretty pissed that I've bought two Toyotas. He'd probably not like that. All th- he may not say it, but he's dead, so who cares? He could do the Watusi on his grave. Initial claims didn't cause any stir today. First time unemployment claims. Again, in the next couple days, we're going to settle down. We're going to say, okay, was there a shift in the action for the permanent? I think it's probably likely that we're going to enter a phase of correction. Probably likely doesn't mean definitively. But in a couple days, in the days ahead, we're also going to look at the, the employment numbers. And then we're going to start looking at the Christmas numbers. And in between the employment numbers, like we get Friday employment, uh, but two weeks after that, we get earnings. So there's a lot to work with in the back half of the year. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Netflix is down 30% in the last 90 days, three months or a quarter, however you want to look at it. They're going to report their next set of numbers October 16. A lot like Chipotle. When it fell, do you have the courage to go, okay, this was a high-flying company that I once would have, you know, cut my hand off and flush it down a toilet down. Now that it's got food safety or food quality issues, probably safety is right. Um, now that it's fallen 50%, it could go to zero if it falls another 50 plus percent. Or now's the time that it's in, on sale. Bank of America saying that, you know, the upcoming earnings results for Netflix will show whether it's able to compete with new rival platforms like Disney, Apple, and others. I personally think that it's not going to be this quarter that's the make or break. I think it's going to be the first quarter of 2020. When people have got all their new devices for the holidays and they go, okay, which one do we want? We want one or both. And I think that's going to be the big quarter. But I throw that out there because I kind of want to get in on this one. And I like telling you my thoughts. Bank of America sees Netflix shares rising 67% to $450 over the next 12 months and projects revenues of 5.2. Wait, wait, didn't you just say, Rob, that Bank of America thinks this is a make or break quarter? Uh-huh. But yet they see the stock having 67% upside, potentially, if they're able to hit things. Until Apple's content library gains scale to compare to Netflix or Amazon or it becomes bundled with other high-value content, the product is currently positioned as a nice-to-have for Apple device users, but not a must-have, nor is it considered a substitute for Netflix and the large catalog. One of the things I like watching, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm telling you a little bit more, too much about myself. One of the things I like watching is, is some stand-up comedy. If I get a chuckle after a day where I have to deal with car accidents and Trump and... 
stock market pulling back and people getting scared. If I can get a chuckle, I'm like thrilled. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, for the uh, if I were to be a clown, what would your clown name be? I always thought mine would be Chuckles. Because <laughs> it's scary and upsetting all at the same time, right? <sighs> GoPro struggling. Would I own GoPro stock? That's a dang good question. And the answer is no. I think the product's cool. But there was a lot of USB cameras that kind of came and left. And... As a guy who works in TV, handheld cameras are kind of like intriguing. How are we going to replace, you know, uh, film and how are we going to replace newscasts and things like that? Uh, GoPro was fascinating because it was a pretty cool product. And then they have the Hero 8 black camera. Uh, but forecasts are being slashed on it. And I personally just think GoPro has that feeling of a category that's just going to disappear. If you look at the new Apple commercials, which you probably see, and you have to watch a little bit of TV. I watch sports. I admit it. Um, I watched a little of the Sharks game last night. Disappointing. Um, I don't get involved. I don't yell. I don't do anything like that. But if you watch sports, you'll probably see a commercial for Apple. And the big thing that they're pushing right now is this wind tunnel. And... Ultimately, in the wind tunnel, they blast things like, well, they bring out a big hairy dog and they blast air through it. And you can see the big hairy dog's hair going everywhere. And the Apple camera is able to capture it beautifully. Um, and then the next commercial, they got like these little plastic toys that they shoot out of a cannon at the camera. And the camera is able to handle it beautifully. I wouldn't want to be GoPro. Because the messaging on Apple right now is we're a camera company. GoPro is down 24% today. It's kind of like that person who's fallen and can't get up. Do you remember her? I've fallen and I can't get up. My mom fell, which is funny because that was a, a meme before there were memes. Kids were laughing about that old lady who had fallen in her house and got on TV and couldn't get up. And she had to have a push button alarm system tied to her neck. And then my mom went through that. And I'm like, man, getting old sucks. But. And that's the CEO of GoPro today on CNBC. <laughs> no, I'm just making that up. That is not true. But the stock's sitting at a 52-week low, essentially. It's under $5. And you know, oftentimes I say stupid things, but you get my point when I say stupid things. I think you should have standards on dating. When you're in college, you should date college women. You shouldn't date high school women, girls. When you're in your 30s, you can still date college women, but you definitely can't date high school girls. When you're in for your 40s, it's starting to get a little bit weird to date college girls. College age. But you still really, really can't date high school girls. You have to have standards. So GoPro right now has a market cap that's tiny. It's half of a billion dollars. Apple could flatulate half a billion dollars in cash. They could be at lunch day and go, ah, burp it out. It would be nothing but a thing. Uh-uh. 
Do they have some patents that might be interesting? Yes. But my standards are I don't like stocks under $5, and I don't like stocks that are broken, and I don't like stocks that have the ability to fall 23% in one day. That rather upsets me. I would be upset if I own a million dollars of this, and it's down 250000 in one day. I'd be downright angry. I don't like, I don't mess with stocks like that. I think it could go the way of like a Palm Pilot, a PDA, personal digital assistant, not public display of affection. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.